all morning long we've been discussing yesterday's storms that rolled through the triangle durham got hit the hardest we're still dealing with about uh, fifty thousand people in the durham and chapel hill areas uh, without power this morning let's bring in our friend from the national weather service nick petro uh, who covered the storms yesterday nick good morning hey good morning rob so what are some of the specific reports that you guys received at the national weather service uh, during the storms yesterday the one that stood out the most to me was a report in Durham of, of winds that were sustained over 50 miles per hour. Sustained, that means they have to be blown for at least two minutes. Uh, and imagine that, two minutes of winds blowing around 50, you know, steady. And then it, there was gusts to 73 miles per hour. That's almost hurricane force. So, and that was all centered around the Durham and Chapel Hill area, the worst of it. So that's why we're seeing uh, the greatest impacts in that general area. And I think it's a good reminder to a lot of people that, you know, we're not dealing with tropical storms or hurricanes uh, or even tornadoes. It, this was just, you know, a severe thunderstorm warning that rolled through, but it, it really packed a punch. You don't need a tornado to cause a lot of damage. And we emphasize that all the time is that just strong, you know, severe thunderstorms with straight line winds can produce tornado-like damage. So that's why I always encourage folks to make sure they have ways to receive severe thunderstorm warnings. Now, we did something a little different yesterday. We, we, we have the ability at the National Weather Service to activate wireless emergency alerts on cell phones when we expect you know widespread destructive damage, like we saw yesterday in, in Durham and Chapel Hill area. So we, we were able to activate that and, and, and set off people's cell phones for severe thunderstorm warnings, which they're, you know, folks may not be used to getting that for a severe thunderstorm warning. It basically says that, hey, this isn't you know, your ordinary severe thunderstorm that could produce, you know, a couple trees here, a couple trees there down. This is the type of severe thunderstorm that's going to produce widespread damage. So we activated that as we saw that wind developing, you know, and approaching the Chapel Hill Durham area. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that that saved, uh, you know, probably saved some lives and, and got people inside. Yeah, absolutely. And along with the the push notifications with severe thunderstorm warning, I, I live in Apex, and I know at, at one point yesterday afternoon, yesterday evening, uh, I got a, a flash flood warning as well. And, and we got, you know, I didn't, luckily, I, I didn't lose any power at my place in Apex, but uh, the parking lot to, to our complex uh, got pretty flooded at, at one point. We, we received a lot of rain, so got that, uh, that push alert for the, uh, the flash flood warning in, in some areas. Absolutely. So, you know, this time of year when we have, you know, cold fronts starting to move through and, you know, and lots of heat that provides the fuel to power these types of storms, you know, folks need to have ways to receive National Weather Service warnings because, you know, there's the, you always want to have, uh, you know, more than one way to get those warnings. So, you know, while the wireless emergency alerts and the push, push alerts on cell phones, you know, are usually reserved for the most life-threatening of all warnings, you know, even warnings that, that are uh, of substantial nature, but maybe not quite as life-threatening, those are still handy to have and to be alerted to. So, you know, there's a lot of good resources. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great apps, free apps, uh, such as the FEMA app or the Red Cross app that can develop, uh, deliver uh, just ordinary severe thunderstorm warnings. Or having a NOAA weather radio where you can get the warnings directly from us. Just have a way to receive, uh, you know, severe weather warnings of all types, not just the most life-threatening ones. Talking with Nick Petro with the National Weather Service here in Raleigh. Nick, is is it just me, or have we had more strong storms than normal? 
I, I, I don't know if it's just because we, we had the powerful storms last week and again yesterday. Last month we had that tornado in Nash County. It, it, and it feels like, you know, it hasn't been, oh, well, there's a chance of rain. It, it, it feels like lately it's been there's a level one level two level three risk of severe weather have we had more strong storms than normal or are we about on par for this time of the year well we we are in terms of the raw numbers of storms and warnings yeah we're kind of on par but but the strength has been a little bit uh noticeable i would say and you know that's uh, largely in part due to the 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 heat and now now, interestingly, uh, Raleigh-Durham Airport, where you know official records are kept for the Triangle region, hadn't hit 100 this summer yet until yesterday. So, so that added heat is what really uh, provided the fuel for those thunderstorms to really go uh, extreme or tense as they were. So, you know, it just so happens that when these fronts come and they happen to line up on days when the the, the humidity, especially when the humidity. Did you walk out yesterday and think to yourself, oh, my gosh, this is the worst humidity I've ever felt? Dew points were around 80 degrees yesterday, which is just just a super loaded fuel for thunderstorms. So I think if this is a combination of you know weather features that we ordinarily get, but they're being fueled by this heat and humidity that's really on the upper end. Yeah, I walked outside, took two steps, and realized I had to go back inside to take another shower. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. That's that was kind of the same air mass we had when we had the tornadoes in Nash County and, and yesterday's storm. So I would say these types of systems are not unusual in the summer. In fact, the peak, you know, climatologically, the peak of straight line wind damage season happens to be in the month of July. Uh, but, but it kind of tails off a little bit in August, but it's still, you know, possible. So I would say it wasn't, it wasn't you know, unusual, let's say, but it was just the heat and the humidity uh, that really fueled those storms. Nick Petro is with the National Weather Service here in Raleigh. Nick, thanks so much for joining us here on the WPTF Morning Show. Always appreciate your insight. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.